welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, hello. I hope you're doing really well. In this episode, we're going to be chatting all about alcohol and the effects of alcohol on the body and whether or not you should drink alcohol. So before we get into this conversation, I do want to just say that this is a judgment-free zone. I really just want to educate you, provide you with some tips and advice, and you can make your own decision on anything that I offer in this podcast, whether that's alcohol or what to eat or supplements to take or whatever it is. Your choice to take action and make a change is completely up to you. I just want to provide you with the tools so that you can make an informed decision. Alcohol is a tough one because it really is a way of connecting with people. A lot of us use it to connect with friends or family. It's definitely a bit of an icebreaker in some situations. And many of us have friend groups who love to connect over a glass or a bottle of wine or cocktails or something else. And I know some of us also use alcohol as a way to unwind in the evenings after work. So whatever your relationship with alcohol is, that's perfectly fine. We're going to dive into the effects of alcohol on the human body. And you might like to review your relationship with alcohol at the end of the episode and whether it's serving you or not. And perhaps you want to reduce your intake or maybe cut it out altogether for a little while. Before we dive into the effects of alcohol, I do just want to give you a couple of quick definitions. Moderate alcohol intake is defined as one drink per day for women and two drinks a day for men. And excessive alcohol intake is defined as four or more drinks in one sitting or nine drinks in a week for women and five or more drinks in one sitting and 15 or more drinks in a week for men. So let's dive into some of these negative effects of alcohol consumption. First up, excess alcohol consumption can lead to poor decision making. Often people eat unhealthy food the day of drinking and even for a few days after. So it's not only the impacts of the alcohol itself, but the choices that you make after drinking alcohol. So this probably isn't going to be the case if you have one glass of wine or two glasses of wine with dinner. This is really more referring to binge drinking. You may have been there before. I've seen it many times before. You have a big night out. You go and get yourself some fast food. You wake up in the morning and you feel like crap. So you get some more greasy food and that hangover may last for a couple of days. And the poor decisions and also the way you feel just keep fueling more and more poor decisions. So that has an impact on our health, but it can also impact on our weight. And linked to that poor decision making is the potential for weight gain from drinking excess alcohol. You guys know I really don't care about calories here, but it is just something that I wanted to mention briefly. Because yeah, to some extent, calories do matter. They're not everything, and I'm really not fussed about counting calories, but it is an important consideration if you're trying to lose weight. A large glass of red wine has around 230 calories in it and around a teaspoon of sugar. So if you're having a couple of glasses of wine every evening, this may be holding you back from being able to lose weight. Yes, because of the sugar and the calories, but also because of the other effects on the body as well. A cocktail as well contains between 200 and 900 calories and up to 13 teaspoons of added sugar. 
The thing is with calories from alcohol is that they're empty calories. They don't actually provide us any nutrients. They don't satiate us and they can actually make us hungrier. So really the takeaway from this is that if you are trying to lose weight and you're drinking a decent amount of alcohol or you're even having a glass or two of wine every single night, this is definitely something to consider. And if you drink very infrequently and every now and then you have a couple of glasses of wine or a cocktail, then I just would not be too worried about the calories at all. This is really only a consideration when you're drinking more regularly. The next impact of excess alcohol consumption is that it inhibits immune function. It can promote inflammation in the body and decrease the body's ability to get rid of pathogens. So if you feel like your body is inflamed or you're getting sick all the time, then this is definitely something to consider. The next impact of alcohol consumption is that it increases histamine. If you get headaches or red and blotchy skin after drinking wine, then you've experienced how alcohol impacts histamine production. Alcohol releases histamine from mast cells where it's stored. And it also inhibits DAO, which is the enzyme required to break down histamine. And the fermentation of alcohol also increases the histamine-releasing effects. So if you're sensitive to histamines or you have mast cell activation disorder, it's a good idea to minimize or avoid alcohol while you work on this. And a quick note that if you are going to continue consuming wine and you have some histamine sensitivities, just a quick note that organic wines are lower in histamines, so they can be a better option here. I think I'm going to have to do a whole separate episode on histamines because this is quite a complex topic and more and more people are asking me about it. So stay tuned for that one. The next impact is that alcohol can mess with your hormones. First up, it can increase androgens like testosterone in women. So if you have PCOS, you're definitely going to want to minimize alcohol consumption. In men, it can decrease testosterone and increase estrogen, leading to fat gain and low sex drive. Alcohol can also impact fertility. Excess alcohol consumption reduces the capacity of the ovaries to produce healthy egg cells. And it may also reduce sperm quality. So if you're looking to support your hormones, balance your hormones, or specifically to get pregnant, then this is definitely something you're going to want to look at. Next up, alcohol depletes key nutrients like magnesium, folate, and B12. So if you're going to drink alcohol on a regular basis, make sure that you're eating nutrient-dense foods so that you're able to get plenty of nutrients out of your food. The next impact is that alcohol messes with your blood sugar levels. It can both spike blood sugar levels and lower them. When you drink alcohol, your liver has to work hard to remove it from your blood instead of working to regulate blood sugar levels. So not only is it messing with your blood sugar levels, it's also impacting your ability to detoxify. If you drink alcohol regularly, this can really keep you on that blood sugar roller coaster. The blood sugar roller coaster is basically when you have sugar spikes and crashes. So you get exhausted, you have energy crashes, and then you rely on food and coffee and sugar to pick you back up again. So this is definitely something to consider if your blood sugar levels are all over the place, if you're having energy crashes or getting hangry, or you're feeling tired and wired in the evenings. The next impact of alcohol is that it reduces your sleep quality. I've experimented with this myself by just wearing my Apple Watch to track my sleep. So I usually sleep really well, but even when I have one glass of organic red wine, my sleep is completely messed up. So this might be something that you can experiment with yourself. 
alcohol suppresses that restorative REM sleep. So it might feel like it's actually easy to fall asleep, but your sleep quality is going to be nowhere near as good. So if you're waking up and you're not feeling very rested, then this is definitely something to consider. Just a short break from the episode to let you know that I'm currently offering free strategy sessions. This is a 20 minute call with me to discuss your current health challenges and goals and for you to find out more about how functional nutrition can support you. If you're sick and tired of putting up with frustrating symptoms and you're ready to wake up feeling light, energized and healthy, I reckon it's time to take action. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash strategy session or the link in the show notes to book your free strategy session. Now let's chat about alcohol and the gut. Alcohol decreases the beneficial bacteria in the gut and can also increase intestinal permeability or leaky gut. If you're having gut issues, I would definitely consider minimizing alcohol intake or avoiding it altogether for a period of time while you work on supporting your gut health. So we've spoken a lot about the different impacts of alcohol. But the thing is, it's not just the alcohol itself, but what's actually in the alcohol that can impact your health and increase your response to alcohol. And wine is actually a massive culprit here, or at least mass-produced commercial wine. There are lots of things hiding in our wine that can impact our health. First up, have you heard of Mega Purple? This is added to commercial wine to help produce a consistent color. Mega Purple is basically a highly concentrated additive that we want to avoid as much as possible. You'll also find added sugar in wines, pesticides like Roundup. Some of these pesticides are carcinogenic and impact our hormones. And phthalates, which are endocrine disruptors linked to cancer and fertility issues. And these are found in many wines. There are many other additives that are found in wines as well. When I asked for questions about alcohol to help me prepare for this episode, I got a really great question about how wine can make you feel more drunk than other types of alcohol. And a key reason for that is actually due to all of the things in wine, plus sensitivities to histamines and yeast. Years ago, I did a food sensitivity test and found out that I had a yeast sensitivity. And then I realized that every time I had a glass of wine, red wine specifically, and even more specifically, non-organic red wine, I would feel completely wiped out. I would feel more drunk than if I had another type of alcohol and I would just feel foggy and exhausted. And that was due to that yeast sensitivity. So it may be the yeast or it may be the histamines or it may be some of the different things that are lurking in your wine. So try opting for organic wine and you're going to avoid a lot of these additives. And then perhaps if you're finding that you're sensitive to wine or alcohol in general, you can avoid it altogether for a while, work on supporting your gut health, improving your digestive function, and then most likely you'll be able to reintroduce these things without having the same response and the same issues. So I've raised all of these potential issues with alcohol consumption. And I know some of you are going to be thinking right now, what about all the benefits of alcohol consumption? Studies have shown that there are some benefits of moderate alcohol consumption. And moderate alcohol consumption is defined as one drink a day for women and up to two drinks a day for men. However, I want to explain this a little bit. 
Epidemiological studies are the type of study that looks at different populations. For example, moderate drinkers versus non-drinkers. There are a lot of inherent issues with these kind of studies. It's not a randomized controlled trial where we took two equally healthy people and got one person to abstain from alcohol for decades. We're looking at drinkers and non-drinkers who made the choice to drink or not drink in their own lives. Which means that it's quite likely or possible that the non-drinkers don't drink because they've already had some sort of health issue that motivated them to stop drinking. So I really don't see these supposed positive benefits as reasons for justifying drinking every single day. I hope that makes sense. What I'm really saying here is that the health benefits of alcohol are not a reason or a justification to drink alcohol every day because there are plenty of negative effects of alcohol. But if you're pretty healthy and you're not experiencing lots of symptoms on a day-to-day basis and you're drinking good quality alcohol that doesn't have additives, things like organic wine, then you do you. This moderate alcohol consumption might work for you. As I said, no judgment. I just want you to have all of this info so you can make a choice for yourself. I personally do choose to drink alcohol. I really only have the odd glass of wine, sometimes a cocktail when I'm out to dinner with friends. And I know that that's impacting my sleep and my blood sugar levels probably on that night. But sometimes to me, it's worth it. So I'm making that conscious choice. But as I said, this choice is completely up to you. Absolutely no judgment there. So if you drink regularly or you find yourself drinking when you're out with friends or maybe having a glass of wine every evening at home, I want to ask you, why is it that you want alcohol? Is it a way to connect with friends or family Or is it something that helps you relieve stress every evening after work? Do you feel that alcohol is a problem for you and could potentially be having some impacts on your health or even your mental well-being and how you feel about yourself on a daily basis? Or maybe you find yourself getting anxiety, which is basically getting anxiety after drinking. If drinking is a way to connect with friends then I would ask, is this actually what you want for yourself? And if it is what you want for yourself, then that's okay as well. But if you take that alcohol away, is that still a good friendship? Is that still adding something to your life? And if it is, then that's great. If it's not, then perhaps it might be time to look for some new people to spend time with or reconnect with some old friends and just see if you can get that connection from a more supportive place. If you use alcohol as a way to relieve stress, could you try some other ways to relieve stress, like going for a walk every day or doing some yoga or meditation? Now, you don't have to have all of this figured out right away. I would just ask you to think about this over the next couple of days. What role does alcohol play in your life? And is there anything that you want to change about it? Coming into dry July is a really great time to actually think about this and to potentially experiment with minimizing or ditching alcohol altogether just for the month of July. If you do choose to drink alcohol, I do have a couple of tips for you to minimize the adverse effects. First up, make sure you eat food before drinking. Food slows down the rate at which alcohol is absorbed into the bloodstream. So make sure you eat a decent meal or snack before you drink. Make sure you consume electrolytes. You can have a pre-made electrolyte supplement or you can make your own electrolyte drink with coconut water, a good quality salt, some magnesium and a squeeze of lemon. 
And you can have this before you drink any alcohol and when you wake up in the morning. And of course, a nutrient-dense diet is always going to be supportive of your health. So to recap, the impacts of drinking alcohol include poor decision-making and making unhealthy choices around food, weight gain, immune function, increased histamines, impacts on your hormones, the depletion of key nutrients, impacts on your blood sugar levels, sleep quality, and also your gut health. So I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions or you'd like to share any takeaways with me, please reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is frandargaville, or shoot me an email on hello at frandargaville.com. If you can think of someone who would enjoy this episode and who would benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. That would be much appreciated. Have a great week. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.